that's hot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Hot Contents with Billy Gleason and Steve Sharp. I'm Billy Gleason here in New York City. Steve is there back in the UK. He's my best friend of 15 years now. He's joining me for the podcast as always. Steve, how are you, mate? Way! <laughs> mate, I'm enjoying my life. All happy days. Got a lovely tea sat here that I've made especially for this podcast. Oh, let's dive in, mate. Let's tell, tell us a little bit about the tea that you've made special. This month's tea, delicate white tea blended with pretty rose petals for a wonderfully delicate, sweet-scented floral sensation. Stop and sip roses with this pretty brew. Enjoy with Perfect on its own. Store in a cool, dry place. Oh, I didn't need to do the last bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you serving, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh It's called White Rose. Um... And there's one review on the website, five star, right? So I think you're already looking positive for this one. Um, it's your review, isn't it? It ain't my review. It's actually <laughs> a review from somebody called, four days ago, called Betty Boo 19. So wherever you are, Betty Boo 19. So it is you. So it is. <laughs> it's me on a Thursday. So <laughs> Betty Boo 19, four days ago, said, been looking for ages to replace my favourite branded rose tea. As it was discontinued. I think that's it happened to me at all. <laughs> she was buying that from Wittards. Oh my word. It could have been me. That's actually true. Because Wittards stopped serving this rose white tea that I used to like. Because it made my skin lovely. And then, <laughs> and then like a year later, I can't buy anymore. Oh my word. Oh, if you've come to this podcast for masculinity, you're half in the wrong place. <laughs> Betty, how comes... How's Betty just doing me life? <laughs> So to finish it off, she said, I was surprised at the price, as was I, but when I tasted the loose tea, it's worth every penny and I'll definitely be buying more. Oh, fantastic. Mate, I think this is our, this is our first white tea to be featured. I think we've done, uh, I think we did a black tea, a green tea, uh, and a match of green powder, yeah. but I think this is our first white to be featured. Very healthy, the white. I think the, the white tea is the healthiest of the teas, I think. It's very in, isn't it? It's very in. Like, it? It's very this year. Is it big in New York? It's sort of becoming it. I've noticed it more in like Trey Joe's. Is like very like they've got sort of. Uh, I think there's a it's like peach and ginger white tea that I think I'm the only person that buys it. In all honesty, and all the old people just have a dodgy look at me at nine o'clock in the morning and just like, what are you doing in Trader Joe's this early in the morning? Ain't you got a job? <laughs> I, I haven't got to be until 9.30, Jen. I haven't got to be until 9.30. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. I think you'll agree with this. But in the US, I know the perception, and the rest of Europe, and the rest of the world, really, um, the perception of the UK is very much tea. If you want tea of any different kind, you go to the UK. However, that's a misconception. There's only really mm. one type of tea that's drunk in the UK, and the rest are broadly dismissed. It's very East Asian culture most teas isn't it it is mate and so in the uk it's just builder's tea isn't it it's just your standard so yeah. you, say, you say tea in england um they give you a builder's tea they give you like a pg tips or a thai foos another one we have or tetley's or yorkshire tea but if you say green yeah. tea in england until recently people looked at you like you're mad and when you go into parts of southeast london where like um this kind of artisan trendy uh, hipster gentrified culture hasn't hit yet and you ask for mm. a green tea they look at you like you are a maniac do you know what? When I was uh, when I was younger, um, mm. when I was back before the Euro. Um, so oh, so we're talking nineties. We're talking nineties. Sort of nineties, yeah, yeah. When I was a, I was a real kid. I was at primary school, start of secondary school, 
as a family, mm. as so look, mo- much of the world might not know where we grew up, Bill, but we grew up in southeast London, very close to the Kent border. Uh, yes. So, so we, what we used to do as a family, when France was much cheaper because they had the French franc, we used to drive mm. over, and every sort of three or four weeks, me and my family would go out to France for the day on a Saturday, and we'd do our weekly shop there. So we'd bring back these pile, stockpiling food and beer and all sorts of stuff, right? But when we went to France, let me tell you this. We were a family that did not leave the house without 30 tea bags. <laughs> In the boot, 30 tea bags every time. Any less than 30 was a no-go. It was always a box, right? <laughs> and we used to go to France and go into places like McDonald's and say, we'll have a, like a Big Mac or whatever, and we'll also have just a cup of hot water. <laughs> That's excellent. Mate, I remember, um, it doesn't happen as much now, but when I was living in, uh, when I was living in Seattle with my dad, I remember my dad complained a lot about the breakfast tea over in America when he first moved here, which you can find good ones. You can find good ones, but I'll say the majority of breakfast teas in America, not good, not good by comparison. No. Uh, Lipton, if you're a Lipton drinker, honestly, get over yourself. Stop listening now because you're absolutely not our kind of people. You're not welcome in our little set <laughs> of trust. Uh, Lipton, Lipton's awful. You know how on, uh, on, on, on certain teas, they'll say like, you know, let it steep for certain amount of minutes and stuff like that. You know, it's very much a, very much a process. Lipton, try that. But if ever I drink a Lipton tea, the bag is in the entire time and it probably gets about 50% of the way to where a tea is supposed to be. It's awful. So my um my dad burdened me with the task when i when i didn't live in america yet but he did whenever i visited i had to do similar to you and your family when you went to france i had to bring tea with me mm. and so i had to bring i'd get a box of pg tips um which is really sort of yeah i would say from both our backgrounds your classic yeah. builders tea so much That's so so great. much so so much so that on occasion over the last seven years, I have sent Billy's dad from the UK boxes of PG tips. He has, and the postage costs far more than the bags themselves. It does. Uh, it's it does. absolutely egregious. But a smile on Pete's face is priceless. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And, he had to, and every time I brought them over for him, it was just amazing because if I didn't do it, if I if I packed too much, especially if I was coming over for Christmas and it was the winter months, you know, you've got you've got jumpers, you've got coats and stuff like that, I sometimes wouldn't have the room. <laughs> now, my dad would be fuming because he would argue to me about the size of a tea bag. Yeah. He's like, you, you realise how big a tea bag is? You can definitely fit some in that bag. He didn't care if I brought over five. Five tea bags total, I had room. So from that point on... I was having to put tea bag, bags of PG tips into a little sandwich bag and stuff it in my shoes inside of it, of the bag. So you know how one of the biggest things they check at the airport is your shoes? I'm putting through at the airport just these shoes stuffed with very suspicious goods. So I'm getting pulled aside every time for about five years ago through the airport because got breakfast tea sitting in <laughs> Ted Baker's. The things I do for my father. Anyway, on that note, let's dive in to oh. the stories. Oh, we're for, after uh, a lot of hot content on tea, aren't we? 
We have, we have. So that's the episode, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, just way to shout out to you. No, so the stories for this month's episode. Uh, we are talking about dating, dating and relationships. Steve and I are failed experts on the topic, and we wanted to guide you through <laughs> some of our stories, as well as new stories we have picked up that you may have missed recently that are related uh, to dating and relationships. So, uh, Steve, do you want to go first, mate? I don't, I don't mind. I'm going to be nice and British and polite here and offer it up. Let me go first, son, because I've, I, think go I've got, first. I think I've got a cracker. So I'm going to tell you a story now. <laughs> he's enjoying <laughs> it, or he's even said it. So good. Um, it was actually somebody I know... Knows, oh, what? Somebody I know who knows somebody went a bit viral with this. Oh, my word. Went a bit viral with this, uh, with this story because of who he met on, on Tinder. No. Oh, this is juicy. Go on, mate. And I've got the full story, including screenshots. <laughs> it's, this, is, um, this is going down a deep, dark path. Oh, mate. Lisa26, accountant at Self-Employed. Okay. Quite a big company, this self-employed, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be every, everyone works for them. <laughs> oh, lemon freelance, mate. They are honestly just taking up the world market. Honestly, you're going to go, I'm going to buy shares in freelance. As as <laughs> <laughs> so, she was three kilometres away. Oh, yeah. Um, and her profile, um, it's a picture of her, quite provocative, right? You don't fully see her face. Um, and it says, young, free and single. Um, don't be shy, it's a turn-off, looking for someone outgoing or adventurous. Okay. And she, uh, she super liked um, this gentleman, who shall be unnamed. Oh, so just to let people know, the, old, the super like is like something where, don't you like, you show up at the top of someone's... <laughs> feed like their likes or whatever don't you you're like they immediately get notified that you've liked them yeah. rather than the other ones where it's just seen if you match yeah it's basically i think because tinder's become so saturated and everyone's just on it swiping left and right it's like now it's like a new layer of a layer of like oh you're actually a special one i get like one of these a month or something yeah but problem is on tinder if you swipe up that is the super like but if you're on bumble you swipe up to like look through their pictures so I've definitely <laughs> accidentally super liked someone while just trying to look through their pictures so uh yeah if uh, if, if alicia on the lower east side in New York gets that message i apologize my finger slipped oh, so 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 um i'm gonna start reading the dialect right um the dialogue, sorry, not dialect. I'm not going to start reading the dialect. <laughs> I'm going to do impersonations of the two of them. <laughs> um, so it says, right, um, uh, and the lady speaks first, right? The lady, the uh, the one looking for someone adventurous. So she says, well, oh, Lisa, Lisa, correct? Lisa, yeah. She says, Thanks. my first ever super like. Oh, no, sorry, that's the bloke. Oh, what's he done? Cocked it. So the bloke says... My first ever super like. And she says, really? Lol? And he says, ha ha, yeah. Is that surprising? And she said, uh, surprising to me. You're cute, lol. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and he said, Elameo, thank you. Um, 
Uh, We're using all of the uh, laughing acronyms here. Are we have we got a ruffle copter coming? Or? <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's I think that's where in right. She says you look, and he said you look really cute too. She said thanks. So now the snore talk. I think that's a typo on small talk. So that's now the snore talk is out of the way. <laughs> Lol, what's your dirtiest fantasy? Then I want to see if you're my kind of dirty. Oh my word! That what is bold you? from the off, Lisa. Lisa, imagine saying that when you've met about 15 seconds to having met someone down a coffee shop. I know, I know. But interestingly, right, because I've got this person's um, screenshots, right, it was uh, half past midnight, so she's obviously might be sort of in bed a bit randy. Um, yeah, 50% yeah, yeah. battery know. as well. 50% battery, so she's got a bit of time. <laughs> she does. She does. She's playing the field. She's playing the field. Um, there's no reply from him, because he's probably asleep, but she says... She just continues, right? But 10 minutes later, she says, I have a really weird fetish of control and I like to make straight fit looking guys I want to sleep with get a blowjob from an ugly guy I don't want to sleep with for power and control. What? The fit guy... Hang on, she wants to have (laughs) an attractive athletic looking bloke get sucked off by an ugly... Not so athletic looking bloke, while she just sits there and watches from a throne. Absolutely, it's exactly that. Yeah, it's exactly Lisa. Lisa at self-employed. What have you done? (laughs) The fit guy is obviously blindfolded. I don't know why she said obviously there. Oh yeah, no, I thought, mate, I thought that was just you just describing the situation that the bloke's just got himself blindfolded on his (laughs) tip. At least I can imagine this Margot Robbie, Robbie rather than an absolutely obese and hairy man. <laughs> so it gets worse. It gets worse. The thick guy is obviously blindfolded and pleased, and it's recorded, but so you can't make out who anyone is. Then I make the thick guy bring his video to me and make him watch it with me as I sit on his, whilst he's tied up. As a reward, the guy can obviously do anything he wants to me in return, and I usually have to pay both guys to do it, but it's what really gets me off. What? How specific How specific? My word. What are you doing? Oh, my God. It's, do you know what's funny, right? What I think about. I think at least she's only 26, right? When she was a kid, right? When she was a girl, a little girl. Lisa's younger than us. She's younger than us, and she's all about that. I mean, at, at some point in her life, right, Lisa was like watching them, um, probably like Miss Congeniality, or, or like. Or like <laughs> he's really. He's not seeing Miss Congeniality. He's just assuming it's the smuttiest movie. No, 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 that's, no, no, no. It's, well, she, even then, right? She, or she, maybe she, she's a kid. She's watching uh, like Beauty and the Beast, or like she's watching like Sleeping Beauty, or or um, and she's probably saying things like, "When I get older, I'm I'm gonna." I'm going to find my Prince Charming and marry him. And mm. then sort of 10, 15 years later, she's like, yeah, do you know what? I just want a fairy bloke to suck you off. <laughs> I want him to do it on YouTube. Like, what you I doing? just want to watch Prince Charming suck off another Prince Charming who don't look after himself. <laughs> what I want to do. I don't really want either of them. More of like a Prince Charming is into Lord Farquhar. That's what I'm... <laughs> that's what I'm really looking for. Where'd it all come from, Lisa? <laughs> that is... That's elaborate. Oh, mate. I mean, where does this... Where does that come from? I have no idea. I I understand that there are people who have certain things 
that you know that, that they like whether it's outfits whether it's things that people say whether it's location light some candles whatever it is lisa that is awfully elaborate and very very specific she knows what she wants i'll give her that she's determined i mean this story goes on but it's so explicit i mean i'm looking I'm, i've got my mat i'm shocked and appalled oh god mate my me aren't tuned out about 20 minutes ago don't worry about it. do you know what do you know where Mufasa <laughs> sat on that on that uh, cliff and he said <laughs> I did said, not know where that sentence was going <laughs> I'm sorry I was like alright what version of the movie did you see <laughs> <laughs> you know you know when Zazu was getting all a little bit <laughs> so, you, know, you know when Mufasa was sat on that cliff and he turned yeah. to Simba and he went that's the elephant's graveyard son you must never go there yeah Lisa fucking went there. <laughs> exactly. Which is basically what... Lisa is Simba in yeah. this scenario. Even Simba was a bit like, fuck off, Dad, I'm going down there. It looks like a laugh. I know. Ended up having an orgy with Eddie Shenvey or whatever. <laughs> yeah. With Whoopi Goldberg and whatever, <laughs> whatever the other hyenas names were. <laughs> it's so funny that you watch that film. There's so many superstars who do all the different voices of it. For some reason, the hyenas, you've got not got a Scooby of the name, you just go, it be Goldberg. <laughs> it is. I know her. Who are, who are you? Who are you two? Because honestly. Yeah. And also, I ain't good with the, I can't remember all the characters' names. I'm just, I'm very good at remembering the actors' names. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, it's just like, I don't know, it's Matthew Broderick and Nala trying to have it off. Is how I describe Lion King. <laughs> that, that's exactly what she did. That's exactly what she did. She went to the elephant's graveyard. The elephant's graveyard would probably get her right off. Do you know what, mate? And I'm I'm not happy about this, right? Because um, because I I think that that there is a danger with Tinder and Bumble that you do meet some real crazies. <laughs> I'm only laughing because he knows my experience. I do, yeah. And do you know what? I've, I've got a little story of my own, right? My very first Tinder story, if you want to hear it. Wait, your, your first Tinder story you're going to share or your very first Tinder date? Both. Oh. Both, like yeah. That. Yeah, my very first Tinder date ever was absolutely... Oh, my word. I'm excited because it's likely I know it, but I've completely forgotten it and we're about to relive it. So... um so really great online advert of herself, which is what they are on Tinder. And I was like, and it was early doors with Tinder, right? It was like right in the beginning. And uh, I went to my mate's party, right? And I'll be honest with you, he's a few years younger. All his mate, all his mates were there from from university. Um, I felt too old for it, and I didn't know anyone, and I just felt like a bit of an idiot. So I'm in East London, and I get this message from this this girl on Tinder. She says, "What are you doing tonight? My friends all ditched me. I'm just up in Heron Tower, which in Londoners will know it as Sushi Samba, right? Which is the place, or, or, or and which is over in sort of near Liverpool Street. So I'm like, well, do you know what? I'm actually in East London. I'm actually if I go all the way down this road from Bow in a, in a, in a taxi. By the time I get to the end of it, I'll be at Erin Tower. So it's on my way home. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, no problem. Yeah, it's only 9.30. Give me an excuse to leave this party and I'm going to meet an attractive girl. Erin Tower, nice place to hang out. So mm. jump in, turn up, go upstairs, and the girl grabs me immediately, right, in a really weird way that you wouldn't do to say hello to someone. She sort of grabs me by both arms, right? Right. Like how you'd old, if you had a little toy, sort of Buzz Lightyear or Woody. So yeah. you'd hold it, how you'd she knows I have many. Oh, he does. It's how you sort of hold it to put it delicately in the box. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I was being held. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on in it. I look like, um, you know one of those deodorant adverts where they don't lift their arms? I look like that. 
I was sort of being pinned <laughs> down by the arms. And, and I was, and I, she went, oh my God, you're really here. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, of course I'm here. And she's like, amazing. I, ca- I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're the real Steve. And I was like, well, you know, who do you think I am? Not Steven Spielberg. <laughs> As if that's the first Steve that really gets the girls going. <laughs> Spielberg's got the market down on vagina. Absolutely. I did see Steven Seagal in there looking clueless, but I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no, so... So then first thing, right, so, so you know, Billy and I are down-to-earth people from very working-class families, right? We lived a fairly middle-class upbringing, but our, our families are all very working-class people. We've done well. First thing she says to me, um, let's get champagne. And oh, I'm thinking, Christ. I'm in a place where it costs about six quid for a Coca-Cola, so I'm like, whoa, let's have an orange. <laughs> let's all have an orange. <laughs> so I'm, whoa. And then she goes, no, 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 don't worry. Daddy's paying. Whips out a credit card. Mm. I'm like, oh, Jesus! Can't... Wait, with Dad's name on it. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. And Dad's yeah. all where this is happening. Uh, Dad's credit card, yeah. But like, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think she's just sort of someone who pays on Dad's credit card for everything, champagne included, and it's like absolutely loaded, right? Oh, I'm not up for that. Not up for that. Immediately turned me right off. She probably thought she was sort of impressing me with her financial fitness, but she was just freaking me out. Um, so you know what I get like in those situations, very much like you, become quite sarcastic. So we get to the bar and then she's like, um, champagne, champagne, to me. Um, and then he went, bottle or a glass? And I went, and I went, I don't know, let me check. And I just turned to the couple next to me. I went, did you want champagne as well? Because daddy's paying. And, then, <laughs> and uh, they, sort of, they sort of looked at me like I was mental, right? And then, and, and, and the, the, she, so we get two glasses, right? Now there's two levels to Sushi Samba. It's busy on a Friday. Lots of people milling about. Upstairs, there's seating, but no tables. So you don't have the natural divide. Mm. You sat, mm. like, I'm sat here and her knees are like on my knees. Oh Christ! Kneecap, kneecap. Weird, right? It's like, how intense do we want to get? I feel like on, my, like, like bench seating, like it's bench seating. Or... No, no, it's sort of like little stools, but you've not got any space. You just have to sort of cram in. Oh God! And like, imagine if Michael Parkinson did his show in a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, right? Um, Mate, we're twenty-eight. We really shouldn't be making references that <laughs> aged, but I guess we do. It's very us. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we sit down knee to knee, and then, right, I've only been there 15 minutes, right, it's only about, I left the party at about 9.15, it's only about 9.45 now, Um, and then she puts her arms around my neck and starts kissing my neck, in public! In in the old, in in the shoebox, in the parky shoebox? In the parky shoebox area, yeah, so I'm I'm just like, what is going on? So then what I did, right, I still had my hands free and my face, so I just sort of used me, I I used my hand, my little hand... (laughs) To, to pour the drink down my neck. And you can neck champagne, right? It's such a farce. You only get a little thimble of it. So I, so I necked it. And, and I said to her, oh, do you know what? I've already drunk my drink. So, which I was about 45 quid. I was like, do you mind if we have another one? And she's like, no, 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 not at all. You can have anything you want. And I was, I was like, what takes a while? I was like, I'll have a black Russian. Mate, white takes just a bit longer. Do you know what I mean? Because I know they've got that yeah. milk out the back. Yeah, that's the white Russian. The black oh, yeah, Russian, yeah. they don't get the milk, mate. That's Coke, isn't it? Coca-Cola, yeah. So I've ordered, so she's like, yeah, yeah, and she can't wait, like, for some reason, she obviously sort of thinks she's going to win me over with her sort of financial servitude toward me, right, that she's going to pay for everything, which was weird, right, and unnatural for me, I quite like paying for things on that, but but whatever, right, and I really wanted to leave, and, and I'll be honest with you, right, I'm, and, you know, I, I'm a man, and um, I did what any man would do in that situation, which was I ran away. <laughs> 
I ran. I physically ran. I ran. Left her at sushi sushi samba. Do you know what I ran? I literally ran, and what I did was. But thing is, right, you have to get the lift down. It's about forty floors up. So I go and stand by the lifts, right? Um, I'm waiting. Where is this place, mate? It's like up. It's like right up in a skyscraper. There ain't that many of them in London. Oh no, there's a couple of them. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. And I'm so I'm waiting. I'm waiting in Heron Tower. Like waiting. It's like 44 floors or something. Um, and I'm just waiting for the lifts. I'm just waiting and waiting. I'm nervous that she's going to come like running round and find me. Because then what do I do? I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, I ran away while she got me a black Russian. What am I going to say? I've got, there's no lie that can get me out of that. So I'm stood there by the lifts. <laughs> sorry, they don't have any rubbish bins up here, so I've got to go down street level <laughs> to chuck the chew and go away. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that. about as good as you could do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, right? And I think, oh, okay, am I going to get away, right? Am I going to get away? Quick? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And, and I'm sort of panicked. And I've got my phone out and I'm like waiting and frantic. And I, and I call an Uber on my phone, right? I'm like, okay, I should get an Uber out of here because um, it's going to be quick. Yeah. Um, and they always come quick, right? I go downstairs, yeah. I get outside, right? And my Uber's like, and it's like, as it always does, two minutes away for about 20 minutes, right? Oh, so, fuck's sake. So I'm, so I'm downstairs, I'm just like two minutes away, like, where are you, like, John, whatever? Where are you, son? And then I go to, and then I'm like freaking out, and I stay there too long, and I'm like, oh my God, what if she comes down? She comes down, I don't know what to say. So I run over the road, and I run into a phone box, right? And I'm stood <laughs> in a phone box, right? And then I text you, I think I text you, son, I'm in a phone box, I'll explain that. Um, I remember this. Uh, 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 and, then, and then what happens, right? He's open. It's a TARDIS. He's praying. It's a TARDIS. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm just trying to get away. I'm waiting <laughs> for the Uber driver. I should have just run away. I'm, I'm only living, I know my way around, but for some reason I was desperately trying to get in this Uber home. So, so I'm waiting for the Uber, right? And of course, matey boy from the Uber calls me up. And then they tell you something really specific. They're like, if you know Debenhams, come near Debenhams. And then just go to the Debenhams. very, very true. Right. <laughs> so, so, There's a birch tree. I'm not sure if it's birch. It might be pine. It's birch tree. What about a birch tree? Absolutely right, yeah. So I'm, I'm going through all this nonsense, and he's telling me where he is. And if you know that area in London, it's a crossroads, right? So it's really hard to navigate where exactly you are. And I'm like, I'm outside Heron Tower. It's ginormous. It's one of the most famous buildings in London. You're next to it. It must say it on your map, mate. And obviously, in classic Uber driver style, it's like, no, nah, mate. So, so, so I'm sitting there. They're not all Scooby where they are. Um, and then he's like, I'm here. And then I see on the map, he's not. He's round the corner. So I've got to go back past the entrance, right? Of course, I leg it round there. Guess who steps out of there exactly the same time as I'm running? Oh, no. And she does what she did upstairs. I'm running, and she holds me by the arms and saying, "Are you? What? where are you going? Oh, God. And I was like, oh, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. And then she goes... I was, I was like, you know, I really handled this well. And then, but then for some reason, she's not really got what I'm doing. Um, she just thought I was in a sort of a panic. And she went, she went, why don't you come home with me back to Chelsea? You can come to my flat. And I was like, oh, oh no. So all I can think to say to her in that scenario was, do you know what? If I just go around this corner, I'll come back in a minute and then we'll do that, shall we? <laughs> what is, what is, to go around the corner to do what? I didn't say anything. I just said, I'm just going to go around that corner. And then she just sees me driving off in an Uber. And I'm sort of like, <laughs> I'm hoodie over the face as if I'm Madonna in a <laughs> coming out of a nightclub. Right. Right. I'm like, oh, oh. And then, <laughs> and then, right. This was the best bit. No, I, get I didn't realise Uber don't have tinted windows. I thought you had tinted windows, mate. I don't. I just have a Toyota Prius that spends a lot of time shivering about in that scenario. <laughs> So, so, so I go home back to my flat in Angel at the time, and then I get to I get to my flat right, and I just forget I, I fling my phone, and I think right that was terrible. It wasn't a nice thing that I did, but she wasn't 
sort of personality that I particularly warm to. Um, mm. what, what with the sort of pretentiousness of it all, and and I, I don't know, she did behave really weirdly, so she was likely to get an equal and opposite Isaac Newton style reaction of behaving weirdly. So so I so I go to bed right, and then my tech, I wake up in the morning, and I've got a text message trail, which said, which was about I think this was about sort of ten p.m. and it was like and it went on till about ten fifty p.m. right and then it, right so it goes where are you, where are you. Next one goes, I can't find you. Are you still here? Where did you, why did you go around the corner? Did, did I just see you in a car? Why were you covering your face in the car? <laughs> uh, you, um, are you coming back? Has there been a problem? There hasn't been a problem, has there? If you didn't like me, you should have just said, I got you your drink. Your drink's still here. If you want your drink, come back for your drink. Why were you covering your face in the car? <laughs> And then, it, and then it gets a bit more sparse, right? She's given up a little bit, right? So about two hours later, about midnight, it says... Well, maybe, yeah, about midnight. And it says, uh, it says if you want to come round, I'm at home. Here's my oh poster. Oh, God! She's still offering! Yeah. And then another one at 9.26am, which just says, you're a cock. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's what that was my fun. first impression of Tinder. I was like, my word! <laughs> Action pack this. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> fucking bananas, mate. <laughs> that is excellent. That is absolutely excellent relationships and dating. Have you got a story for us, mate? I do, mate. Mine's a little more, bit more blue. Mm. So, um, more blue than Lisa from Self Employed? I would say it's more blue than Lisa from Self Employed. So, if you're listening at work right now or anything like that, I. Uh, recommend you chuck the headphones in and if you uh, if you haven't done so already i hope you have as you can kind of tell by the last story steve and i have definitely been trying to figure out women and how they work for a number of years now and uh making an absolute pig's ear of it but this story is uh is something rather special so here is a here's the title here's the headline i think it's a I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but let's see. Do not rub Vicks Vapor Rub on your vagina. <laughs> so, all we need to backtrack a little bit, because some people in America might not know what Vicks Vapor, Vapor Rub is. Um, Vicks Vapor Rub is basically like a menthol treatment that you rub on your chest or dab under your nose when you've got a cold relieving like congestion and that isn't it yeah and it's got the sort of texture of uh of wax i'd say it's yeah a like, it's a bit like hair gel yeah like vaseline sort of um yeah. sort of thing you often see uh football players in england rubbing it on their chest like in the winter yeah. just to you know open up the lungs and that yeah so it's used to used to relieve congestion so yeah as i said again do not rub vicks vapor rub on the vagina and um this story kind of goes into the epidemic of people doing so and uh, why it shouldn't be done. So I found it very curious to discover this about women. So here we go. Vicks Vapor Rub is making an appearance as a way to boost your sex life. I like, the way, I like, the, I like the way it's making appearance as if it's on the late show. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. 
his comeback after a five-year hiatus. Fix Vapor Rub has got together for a new album. <laughs> and is making so, an appearance. So, so had a green room next to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Fix Vapor Rub is making an appearance as a way to boost your sex life, soothe itching, clean your intimate areas, and maintain a pleasant odour down there. Oh, my word. I didn't need that bit. Now... While all these claims may all sound great, they're simply not fucking true. Uh, any guy, as it says in here, any gynecologist will tell you the only way you should be cleaning your area is by using warm water, a mild soap at most. Let's stay away from the Vicks Vapor Rub. Any form of cream or scent should not be used. It can damage delicate areas. Um, yeah, which you would assume, which you would assume... This is, we get brought into this, mate, as as guys we get brought in based on this paragraph. Okay. Some forums suggest it can be used to spice things up in the bedroom. Oh, what? Rubbing Everything, what? <laughs> rubbing it, Lisa, if you're listening, I'm sure you're partial. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And how much all the employees of self-employed? <laughs> Rubbing it on your clitoris or, or on your man's penis could help heat things up. No fucking shit. I'm sure it'll be fucking ablaze down there. You rub that. I'm having none of that. If any of you are ever thinking of rubbing that on there, that would be awful. It would. Rubbish. Oh, God. And then it says, this is, this is a story that I absolutely love here. But it could help heat things up too much. We all remember when the woman who's... <laughs> I can't even... The wording's brilliant. Uh, we all remember the woman whose vagina was raging after she used original source mint shower gel. <laughs> oh, that's the one I use. Oh, mate, it's true. Mate, it's true as well. I'll get a tin. What has your vagina been playing up, mate? Oh, it has. You know, it has. It has. Christ. Oh, so, mate, and the... Oh. It does, mate. I have to say, you know, you, you walk out of the shower and it's fine. It's, it's not whilst you're in the shower, it gets you. You walk out, honestly, you get like a, a short, a small draft, and honestly, you get sort of <laughs> overwhelming refreshness on the bollocks. <laughs> oh, God. It is, um, I'm going to continue with the story here. It has become a common misconception that women need to clean their privates regularly. And there are all sorts of weird suggestions on how to do that. Last week, it was revealed that women were using... <laughs> Sorry, this story's going to keep getting me. Last week, it was revealed women were using peeled cucumbers to cleanse their area. Oh, bullshit they were. Mate, that's right. Put me off my Greek salad. I'll tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> Mate, if you buy it, I'll be honest with you. That is an excuse and a half. <laughs> that's a bloke walking in on his on his girlfriend and she's in the bed right and there's a cucumber on the bed and he's gone what's that for and she's gone oh I'll just use it for cleansing <laughs> but the thing is as the article continues vaginas are self cleaning they're kind of like your Bosch oven you just push really? a button they're, uh, they're good I've to got, go oh my god I've like got for a couple of hours I've got a ceramic Sorry. pan like that <laughs> really good to be fair if it's got the same technology as the ceramic pan I've got honestly it's just water 
That's what she's trying to. That's what she's trying to claim that you absolutely. And this is a. This is from Dr. Vanessa Mackay, a gynecologist and spokeswoman for Britain's Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. She's she's up there. She knows her stuff. I can't blame them for inventing the words obstetrician and gynecologist because I'm pretty sure what they are is a vag doctor. <laughs> England's uh, England's National Health Service, the NHS's advice on how to avoid getting infections includes using water no more than once a day and avoid using irritants like perfume soaps, shower gels, deodorants, vaginal deodorants. I didn't even realize that was a thing. That's I'm learning a lot about ladies now. And certainly Vicks Vapor Rub. Mackay added it cont- it is all she said. She's a doctor and she's only calling it it. <laughs> Christ, you can call it what it is. It contains good bacteria, which are there to protect it from infections, disturbing the natural flora through... Oh, that's right, put me off my butter. Uh, disturbing, <laughs> disturbing the natural flora through extensive cleaning can lead to infection. This story I truly found fascinating because, first, I did not realise this was an epidemic. To the point that we needed to write an article about it. No, certainly not, no. No, but that is... There's two two takeaways I want to have from this right here. One, don't you dare put that anywhere near me. The people would have thinking that is spicing up life in the bedroom. I honestly... I struggle to do the basics as it is. I, I get winded very easily. There is no <laughs> need... No need to bring Vicks Vapor Rub into the scenario. Because that is very hard to wash off. That ain't qu- a quick flannel ain't doing fuck all. This is uh, this one seemed genuine. There'd been a lot of research gone into it, and there's I just think that's uh, that this is a bit of a PSA that needs to go out to both men and women, and just saying use Vicks vapor rub for colds. Don't really fuck all else. Vicks, if you want to give a sponsorship for uh, having said your name so many times in the podcast here. You're more than welcome. It's getting towards winter season here. It's a little bit colder out. People are going to be using you. Absolutely. And update your directions for use because people are all over the shop. <laughs> yeah, absolutely are. Mate, you got another story for us? I've got an observation for us, mate. We're, t- we're talking dating, love, sex, relationships. We're going down different angles here. Music, which is popular... Definitely thought he was about to just say, makes the people come together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, very good song. So, so music, uh, and I'm talking about literally like, you know, pop music. Mm. You're Katy Perry, you're Rihanna, you're Chris Brown, Mm -hmm. you know, these, these people. Their jobs are to rhythmically talk in sexy metaphors. Yeah. Here's my observation. How would the world be without the nuance and subtlety of language? Hear me out. You know when I hotline bling. <laughs> it can only mean one thing, sex. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's not that subtle. It's not. But, but every song, you listen to every song, and they're just playing a big psychology game on us. And that's why you probably like music, because, because it's hitting you. With these lyrics, that's why the lyrics are what they are. It's hitting your unconscious, probably stimulating all sorts of sexual uh, hormones around your body, 
because because they they're constantly singing. They're basically talking dirty for you, you know, over the radio. So so a, another example. Come on, rude boy, boy, is you big enough? Come on, rude boy, boy, can you get it up? Flaccid penis. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like constant. Here's another one, right? And even, even it's not even today, right? So I'm not even going to go to today's music because, right? When I get that feeling, I want sexual heat. Right, that was a lovely song, yeah? Yeah, right? but it was very, like, very forward. And it's a very, yeah, it's a very forward. But what it's really saying is, when I get that feeling, I want hand job. <laughs> I want hand job. That's what he's saying, isn't it? <laughs> he wants hand job. <laughs> We're going around singing this. He just wants hand job. Oh, Marvin. The <laughs> thing is, mate. Thing is, you've uh, you you blamed like you you said that in all the music this exists, but uh, I've never really felt that randy when listening to Candle in the Wind. If I'm honest with you, I don't know where the uh, <laughs> don't know where the sexual metaphors are in that one. Well, the candle's phallic. Mate, do you know... <laughs> it, mate, it, mate. Let, no, the wind is a Do you know... <laughs> this is right in front of you, mate. I don't know how you don't see it. Oh, um, but that's what it's all about, isn't it? It is. It is all about that these days. I've noticed it in, um, in pretty much every genre of music as well. Like, you've got... Uh, you say it with pop music... I mean, even over here, country music does it as well, but it's very, like, blatant about it. I love your ass in them jeans when you're driving a tractor. It's like, <laughs> fucking, what? You're just, you're just saying it like it is, are you, Bruce? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> Mate, I've, um, I've discovered a... Uh, there was a song I was definitely trying to think of that I knew... Well, I guess I didn't realise it was as sexual as it was, certainly when I was growing up, because, you know, in the UK, one of the bands, one of the big bands we grew up on, that we that we all did in the UK, was Queen. Fantastic, great British band. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of great so- songs. And we know that Freddie Mercury was very sexual, very outward uh, with his sexuality, and we loved him for it. But the song, Don't Stop Me Now. Now... That is, that's a, that's a great song. Great song. song. You know, captured the heart of a nation. Dance floor music. But when I, I would, if you love that song, I recommend tuning out now because I might be about to ruin it for you. Mm. Because when we get into the second verse and he says, I'm a sex machine ready to reload like an atom bomb about to explode. Oh, 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 explode. Don't stop me now. Now, that is just quite bluntly talking about ejaculation. <laughs> Mate, I'm actually, I'm thumbing through a website right now. They're sort of telling me, you know, songs that you didn't know were sexual, mm. maybe. Songs you never realised were about sex. Uh, the Macarena is one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Mate, the, apparently the Macarena... Is about a woman cheating on her boyfriend with two of his mates. What? <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at the lyrics as we speak, but I don't know. <laughs> I guess we never knew the English. But don't you worry about my boyfriend. He's a boy whose name is Victorino. I don't want him. Couldn't stand him. He's no good. So I 
Now, come on, what was I supposed to do? He was out of town, and his two friends were so fine. It's there in black and white in the middle of the Macarena. The Macarena's about taking it in two holes. <laughs> it's cheating on her boyfriend with two mates at the same time. My word. This yes. is the whole thing. Music. God. Stop <laughs> your kids listening to music. It's dirty. <laughs> It's tough. Everybody enjoys their weddings next week when they're all uh, on the dance floor. Nan, get up. It's the Macarena. That's sodomy. I love it. Oh, my word. God. Jeez. But there's also, this list is a bit stupid. They say, it wasn't me by Shaggy. People didn't realise it was about sex. But it just explains it. They literally explain that he got caught having sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is like near enough all the lyrics. It is. It is. And if you've seen the video, it's very blatant. It's very blatant. Him running around, running out the house with his jeans around his ankles. Oh, Good yeah. lord! That was on my um, my final year of primary school. So American listeners or or, or non-British listeners, that's uh, I think you're about ten, right? The school disco. That was the last song. Shaggy. It wasn't me. Really. At ten, yeah, all, I mean, everyone was listening to that. Yeah, we're all really, we're all in the dance floor talking about like, um, what was that thing you used to say about bang? We were all banging on the floor and all this banging on the bathroom floor. Yeah, that's bang, it, yeah. Bathroom Picture floor. this: we were both butt naked. <laughs> we're all like, we're all like fucking ten. How wrong is that? Isn't that wrong? Oh god, our parents, our parents should be upset. Do you know what? Yeah, the parents, the parental generation, they're above. No, you know what, right? Stop music. <laughs> I'm starting a campaign. It's all filth. I don't want to hear that. Oh, mate, should we wrap things up? I think we should. Let's wrap things up. So, mate, let's uh, give us what you think. Because you told us about your tea. You told us about your white tea uh, at, earlier in the podcast. I don't remember the, the brand, the uh, the company that made it. Who did it? Once again, it's T2. Oh, it's T2 again. T2, we appreciate your business. We do. We do. Yeah. So, as, does, as does Betty Boo. Yeah, Betty Boo loves it because she can't get the originals anywhere. So no. now she's come to you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nor could I. Nor could I. That's what's driving <laughs> this sale, apparently. Let me tell you, mate. Much like Betty Boo 19... I've been striving to find a white rose tea for a number of years. Now I've found the white rose tea, I'm impressed. Really? Oh, Mate, it, what is it? Just explain to us. White rose. It's, 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 what does that mean? It's literally rose petals infused within a white tea. Oh, fuck me. So it's a really aromatic, uh, sort of flowery, uh, floral sort of smell. Um, and uh, it's got like a sweetness in the smell and a nice sort of softness in the white white tea. I'd say. Lovely. Um, no, oh, mate, it's, it's stunning. Um, and and I and I know um, I'm a man who's given out some big scores on this show. No, you've given out some uh, just absurd, absurd ones. Your last two have been in the nines in out of your in your ten out of tea. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of myself, but you know, if it, you know, credit where credit's due. <laughs> and what are we going with for this one, mate? And I don't know about you, mate, but with the reinforcement of Betty Boo 19 behind me, and the many years of striving to achieve a tea of this. 
quality and uh, and floral smell. Mm-hmm. It's a nine point eight. Oh my word! He's given it. He's given it just his absolute best. It's oh. a record breaker. Honestly, mate, I'm telling you, this really? is ah. Oh, these are the sort of scores that maths teacher wanted you to have. <laughs> right, that's what she believed you were capable of when you forget. Oh, mate, mate, I'm this is the, this is the sensation that women think they have when they rub Vicks vapor rub on myself. <laughs> what they think is going to happen but really it's sitting in a cup of t2 hey that's fantastic oh, that is a fantastic review of the no, tea from t2 I, I, but i sound like i'm like i sound like i'm flippantly chucking about nine point somethings here and there but this is deserved right and i challenge any man or woman to try this tea and not feel the same sensations i just have one of these days we're going to have an average tea we're going to catch everybody off guard but this is a podcast that loves its tea we have had so many bad teas just by ourselves over the years that we've definitely weeded out the bad guys so we are we are very susceptible to getting good teas so this is the place you want to be if you want to experience and get suggestions for good tea because we do not fuck about we don't we don't and we never have we absolutely don't. We do not fuck about. We are single. We've gone through dating and relationships. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave you for now. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us for uh, this episode of Hot Content. It's been a lot of fun. We hope you join us again next time for whatever our tea is going to be again. Uh, Mr. Sharp, back in the UK, he will be selecting it as per usual. Alexa, play Don't Stop Me Now. Alexa, Alexa, turn it up. Alexa, volume seven. Oh, who's he? Who's he? Hang on, let it play, let it play. Who are you? <laughs> I, guess, I guess due to budgetary reasons on the podcast, we can't afford Freddie Mercury. So... So they've given us someone a bit more affordable. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave you with this song and its hidden meaning. And until next time, enjoy being played off by a mysterious singer. Hey. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, I guess I'll do the washing up then, shall I?